It was a blustery autumn day. The wind just tore through my coat and it threatened to send all my neatly packed papers up into the wind. But I was determined. I was going to walk that two and a half miles to the minister's meeting in Boston. I was determined. And I, I was like, I don't care if it's windy, I'm going. Because when I get to a new city, I always want to walk around. I always want to see what the buildings are like, what the smell and the sights are of this new town, what the road feels like beneath my feet. I just want to get a feel for it. So I packed up my stuff. I was going. Even though the wind was blowing, I was going. And then all of a sudden, the sky opened up and there was a crash of rain. I mean sheets and sheets of rain. It was a deluge. And I, of course, I did not bring an umbrella. That would be too logical. So I did something that I see happen in movies all the time. I went like this. <laughs> and the cab stopped. The taxi stopped. Yes, it worked. So I hopped in. And that is the day that I met Mr. Singh. Oh, it's pouring down out there, I said. Oh, I'm really glad you stopped. And he said, yes, yes, of course. Where, where would you like me to take you, miss? And I told him the address, and away we went. I was so grateful to be dry and that the car heater worked. It was fantastic. And I said, oh, I am so glad you stopped for me. I wasn't quite sure if that move would work. And he said, oh, of course, of course. It's my pleasure. So we'd gone about 10 blocks, 10 blocks. And all of a sudden, the traffic totally stopped. I mean, the cars were at a dead standstill. Ugh. I kind of craned my neck to see if I could figure out what in the heck was going on, but no, I couldn't figure it out. At first, I was patient. I mean, Mr. Singh and I talked about good places to eat around town, and he told me about his family and his two daughters and how much he really enjoyed a good chai tea. And I said, me too, me too. I've, I was just in India two months ago, and I had the best chai tea I've ever had at this wonderful girls' school that I visited. And it was, it was incredible. And I have never found a chai tea to match it. Never, in, in all of the United States since I've been back. And he, he nodded his head. And we both agreed, you have to make your own chai tea if you want a good chai tea. So we watched the rain pour down and the windshield wipers go back and forth and the minutes ticked by. Five minutes. Seven minutes. Fifteen minutes. And the car would inch up just a bit and stop. What in the heck is going on, I thought. There's a lot of honking horns and I looked through the window, a lot of people were banging on their steering wheels. <clears throat> and I, everybody seemed really angry, except for Mr. Singh. 
you know, you, I said, you, you don't seem to be very upset that we're not moving. No, he said calmly. He gestured at the lines of traffic in every direction. We can't go anyplace. What's the use of getting excited? There's nothing anyone can do about it. You're right, I said. But as the minutes ticked away, I found myself looking at my watch. I was going to be late to a minister's meeting. Oh, I hate to look bad, especially at a minister's meeting. And, and there, you know, it would be this really uncomfortable moment when you try to creak open the door. And of course, it always, at that point, makes a loud creak. You know, like that. I'm not doing a very good imitation, but something like that. And then, of course, whenever you're going to the minister's meeting, they're always praying when you're trying to get to the meeting. So your late, your tardiness looks even worse. Oh, I hate, I hate to be late. <sighs> so this really doesn't bother you, I said to Mr. Singh. It really doesn't bother you. Nope. Everybody's got to be someplace, right? Except for the cab driver. I'm already here. As soon as I step into my cab, I'm on time for work. <laughs> well, he said, look at that guy over there. He's about to ready to have a stroke. He's probably late for work, I said. I'm never late for work. I'm right on time. I'm right on time. Do you like being a cab driver, I asked. I wouldn't be anything else. Have you tried other things? Yeah. Lots of things. I worked at a hospital once. I was a, worked at a stock brokerage firm. Who knows, I might have been a millionaire had I stuck around, but that is not for me. Why not, I said. I guess I have no ambition, he chuckled. Well, do you ever wish for something else? Do you ever wish you had ambition? Not really. Not really. I'm happy. Then Mr. Singh told me a story, and this is what he said. There once was a fisherman, a fisherman who cast his line out every day into a beautiful inland sea from his little dinghy, that's a, a small little fishing boat. The sun was playing on the water and the smell of the salt Oh, it just made him so happy, so happy to be doing this work. And he was always so grateful. Man, I have the best life, he would say. Now, every day there was a businessman who passed by this fisherman, and he would see him, the fisherman, as he coiled his ropes or got ready to head out into the sea. And then the businessman would also see the fisherman when he returned home from work. Uh, sometimes just sitting on the dock, or sometimes he didn't see him at all. And occasionally they would tip their head to one another. Good morning, good evening, you know. So one day the businessman thought to himself, you know, I'm going to help that guy out. Yeah, I'm going to give him a few business tips. He's a good worker, I can tell. He's skilled, and I want to talk to him about strategic planning. I want to talk to him about small interest loans. 
yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to him about how to grow his business, help, help him get ahead in the world. So one afternoon on his way home, he saw the fisherman sitting on the dock, and he, he went right up to him, and he said, uh, hello, sir. The fisherman nodded his response. I, uh, I see that you've stopped p- fishing for the day. You know, uh, if I were you, I'd stay out there a little longer. And the fisherman answered, why would I do that? Well, you'd catch more fish, for one. I've caught enough fish for the day, said the fisherman. Well, what would I do with more fish? Well, you know, you could earn more money. I see you fishing every day, and with a little more money, you could buy a bigger boat. You could go out into the deeper water and catch even more fish. And then you'd have enough money to buy some, well, some nylon nets. And this would bring in more fish and more money. Soon you would have enough money to buy two boats, two boats, maybe even a fleet of boats. And then you'd be well on your way to being a rich man. That's my goal. Well, what would I do then? Asked the fisherman. Well, (laughs) then you could really enjoy life. And the fisherman looked out over the sea and said, what do you think I'm doing right now? Mr. Singh said to me, I'm the fisherman. What I have is what I want, and what I want is what I have, and I belong to my life, and my life belongs to me. And it gives me such great joy. Today, we will practice belonging in our own lives. We will practice Sabbath, this sacred time of rest and reclaiming our wholeness. We're going to sing and play and eat and walk a labyrinth and listen and speak to one another, and we're going to love ourselves and we're going to love each other. There is no such beauty as where you belong. Let this day be a day of belonging. Let this day be a day of beauty. Amen.